Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where we're going to be previewing day one of the 2022 Cheltenham Festival and for this episode I'm joined by Liz Batchelor and Izzy Phillips but before we get into our selections for the opening day let's see how everyone is. Liz, how are things? Um, looking forward to the festival? Yeah, and I'm going on Tuesday, so um very excited about that. As a champion hurdle day, I think it's probably, well, I think it's probably the best day out of all four. Um, but yeah, going on Tuesday, can't wait. Yeah, a lot of people will be jealous of you. I know tickets have been really hard this year. They're like gold dust, so lots of people are going to be jealous of you. Um, and how about you, Izzy? How are you keeping? Looking forward to the festival as well? Yeah, been keeping good, super busy at the moment, but um, obviously just really looking forward to the festival. I can't go, but I'll be trying to catch as much of it as I can. Yeah, maybe sneak away when you can and see what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> do my best. I mean, obviously I can see all the later ones. Um, so, and any that are in my lunch break, I'll try and have a quick sneaky look. Yeah, d- just don't look on Twitter and uh, get some spoilers because you don't want that. I-, I know I always have to watch the replay of a race. Yeah, you need to know the full picture, don't you? Don't like knowing the result, don't like knowing the result. But hopefully um, we can point uh, the listeners uh, in the direction of some winners. And like everyone else, we're going to look at the Supreme for the first race because it is the first race. It's the 130. It's the Skybet Supreme Novices Hurdle. We'll hear the Cheltenham rule here. And Constitution Hill is currently your favourite at the time recording. He's just uh, ran about a 7-4 shot. You've got Sir Garhard in there as well. He's not far off market um, being the market leader. He's 2-1. Uh, to one. We've then got Dysart at 11-4. John Barnett uh, 7-2. Kilcrack six to one and bigger are the rest uh liz you can have uh the honor here um who did you like uh to kick things off so i have gone with constitution hill um i i think he's yeah i think he looks really special he does everything right he jumps he's quick on the flat he travels strongly um he won the tollworth last time out in january by 12 lengths and uh race before that he won by 14 lengths um and he's a five-year-old um and since 1972 all winners past seven of them have been five or six so he fits that profile and uh nikki and nico have 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 won this race uh fairly fairly recently uh with altior and shishkin um and as mentioned his two wins were at sandown um i can't see why cheltenham will pose any problems for him i think he'll enjoy um, I think I'll enjoy the course. Um, so, yeah, I've gone with Constitution Hill. Okay, so Liz is going the favourite Constitution Hill. Are we in agreement, Izzy? Yeah, I'm fully in agreement um, with Constitution Hill. Like Liz said, he's just done everything so impressively um, at Sandown the last two times. Um, obviously, it's. I think it'll be a nice, easy opener, I would say, for the Presbury Cup. And, you know, for British trainers, I think obviously you've got John Bon in there as well, a big fancy. Um, and the only other one that I've really had a look at that I think that um, could be a danger. Obviously, we don't quite know where Sir Gerhard is going yet, but um, I really like Kilcrut. Um, just, I just think that he could be a little bit of a danger in here, but I think... I think it could be between Constitution Hill and John Bond, but um, I've been all the way Constitution Hill. I just really think he 
it's, I just can see him powering up the hill. I just think he looks such a strong contender. Um, so I think John Bon as well. I know that, you know, in our last podcast, literally for the weekend just gone, we were having a little look at Richmond Lake. Um, a bit gutting, really, that poor Richmond Lake came to grief and fell, because I think that would have maybe um, given us another indication of just, you know, how good John Bon is. But obviously, you've still got that form franked by good risk at all a few weeks ago at Ascot as well. Um, but yeah, definitely for me, Constitution Hill. Yeah, I can see why obviously you're attracted to Constitution Hill. For me, I don't know, just something about that Tolworth. I'm not sure that the form stacks up. Jatois was beaten far too easily for me in the Betfair hurdle. Mr. Glass was turned over in, in a handicap. Shall we have one more? Yes, he did come and win next time out at Sandown, but again, he was disappointing at Kempton. I, I don't know, just, just something about... I think Constitution Hill will be there or thereabouts, but I just got a feeling one or two others might just pip him and maybe just knock him off the winning perch for me i i think john Bur- john bond's been overrated all his uh underrated sorry um all his form has been working out really really well yes uh richmond lake came to grief but you had now son who finished fourth in that race and he was the winner of that race at kelso last week so that looks good good risk at all looks okay that form also as well um the the kennel gate he beat la bell who who won at huntington so a lot of good form lines from John Bond. Yes, I can see why people want to take him on. But for me, I just think we've not seen the best of them yet. And if Dysart Dynamo runs here, gives him a strong pace to him, I think he's going to relish it. And uh, I think he'll be very close. Kilcrit is another one as well that it's hard to know what he's going to come out and do. He is a seven-year-old, which Liz said isn't a good thing. But I thought his uh, last, uh, last time out effort was a, a step in the right direction and I just couldn't rule him out maybe uh, out of Willie Mullins' strength but um, yeah I think Britain might get it here but uh, difference of opinions from the panel so Liz and Izzy just confirm like Constitution Hill and I'll give the nod for Jumbum. We then go to the Arkle the next race on the card it's the 210 Sport and Life Arkle Challenge Trophy Novices Chasers so grade one and unlike most years we don't really have a, a an odds on favourite Edward Stone is your current favourite at the top of the market for Alan King he's 15 to 8 we've got Blue Lord in here at 10 to 3 Rivier to tell the mares at 4 to 1 Hawk and Couleur at 6 to 1 St. Sam at 13 to 2 and bigger are the rest um Izzy, I'll come to you here first. I think talking off air, we like the fa- some you mentioned that you like some of the favourites. Uh, is Ed Edward Stone one of them for you? Yeah, I think that Blue Lord and Riviera Tell look beatable. Um, I think in this in particular, this is another one for England in the Presbury Cup. I really, really like Edward Stone. Alan King's been in some really good form of late. And I just think, you know, I don't want to be overly patriotic, but I really do think that you know, in the first two races, they're some of Britain's best chances and some of our best horses. And I just really feel that this is probably some of the best chances we've got to win races at Cheltenham this year. Okay, so Izzy's quite keen on the chances of Everstone. You can see why he's been very progressive. He just wouldn't necessarily fit the profile of an Arkle winner. I'm not so keen on the Irish form either. I'll give a shout out to Warlord. Um, 
he's a bit of a big price for Colin, Colin Tizard. He's been a horse I've kept on side a few times this uh, season. I backed him when he won at, um, at Newton Abbott on debut. I backed him when he won at Carlisle. I even had the faith of him when he finished second behind Everton. Now he's got obviously reversed that form, but they do go hard. He can stay a little bit further, and sometimes you just need a bit of stamina over the arc. We've seen it before. Eldorado Alden came second in this race last year for the Tizards. I just thought maybe 25-1. to 1. I think that could be maybe a shock result and maybe Warlord could be the one. But Eberstone, he's a solid favourite. But for me, I just I have a nagging doubt at the back of my mind. So again, I'm going with a, another British trained horse. Um, how about you, Liz? Uh, you agreeing with Izzy again? Uh, no, not this time around. Um, and not with a British trainer either. So I've gone, gone Irish. Um, I've gone for a, a Willie Mullins horse, but but not but not the obvious uh, Blue Lord, maybe. I've gone for Jungle Boogie, who I think is around 16 to 1 mark at the moment. Um, obviously, Willie's won, won four of the last seven renewals of this race, um, and I've tried to find a bit of value, um, maybe each way. Um, no eight-year-old won this since Moscow Flyer in 2002, um, but he's still very lightly raced. He's only had a couple of runs since the end of 2020, um, and I think this is probably his his acid test, as it were. Um, he's a wide margin winner of Beginner's Chase uh, last time out in January or New Year's Day, uh, where he did make all, um, and and he did make a couple of small errors, but he won by 12 lengths. Um, but his his start prior to that was a maiden hurdle in February, where he won by 30 lengths. Um, so I've just yeah, I've 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 gone for him because I think. He, he might have something more to give. Is it in is it in far deeper waters? Uh, it probably is. Um, but I think he's taken a lot out of his um, first run back uh, when he ran in January. And I think he could be a, a quite a good solid each way chance against some of the more fancied runners. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's interesting that he, he's still in the article. I should mention he does have two other entries in the National Hunt Chase, which I don't think he'll go for. It could be maybe the turn as he goes, but they might want to send Gallop in there. Something we'll obviously talk about a little bit more uh, in depth later on the podcast. But um, yeah, Jungle Boogie, you know, done nothing wrong. He's been very progressive, uh, been uh, been very impressive. Maybe going from the front, he might be able to boss them from, from this. You know, he made all last time out of Fairy House. And yeah, you can see why he's going on on the right trajectory and yeah he's he's hard to knock so yeah jungle boogie it is for liz i quite like chances of warlord maybe picking uh, up the pieces for a place and izzy is quite keen with the favorite edward stone okay we then move on to the big race of day one it is the champion hurdle and honeysuckle is your current favorite she's four to nine for many people she'll be a banker on day one is she a banker for you liz no <laughs> I, I, I don't think she is um but we'll see next tuesday uh but i've i've gone for epiton um she's she was in behind honeysuckle a couple of times last year um including a, a well third in, in last year's champion hurdle uh she's coming to the race of a rare loss and, and ran below par on the day uh, and she she did her next start winning behind honeysuckle again at punchestown uh, she's had two runs back this season and she's won both of them. Uh, steeper challenge, obviously, because it is a champion hurdle. Um, but she, I think she's got a rhythm back and I, and that's, yeah, that's why I've gone with Epiton. Um, I think Appreciate It is, is coming back from a lengthy layoff. 
Um, and I think that, yeah, she might be able to do it. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think the two mares are going up against each other. And I think Epitone might come up. Yeah, I know from um, from hearing from a couple of sources that Epiton has been working really well. And they do fancy her to run a big race. The form as well of the, the Christmas hurdles worked out okay. Glory and Fortune, Betfair hurdle winner, you know. So she, she's definitely, uh, I think, been maybe underestimated here by the market. And you could easily make a case for her to be a few points shorter. And I think, yeah, I agree with you. 10 to 1, uh, I think she's definitely a threat to Honeysuckle. I personally think myself that Honeysuckle could be vulnerable. Henry de Bromhead's team haven't been having the best of seasons. I wasn't overly impressed by the way she won last time beating the same kind of horses. I just think there's a few more unknowns in here. I think maybe a couple of other horses as well might be in better, better form. I just have to go for Tommy's Oscar here. I've uh, been banging on about him the last couple of months. Uh, I just think he's one of the best travelling horses in training. Obviously, this could, is a step up, but I just think he's been underestimated. People have been crabbing him, but he couldn't have done any more than what he's done. I just feel that he could definitely run a big race, and he's still a good each-way price for me. We know Anne Hamilton can do well with her horses. She had nuts well win at the weekend. And I think Tommy's Oscar, um, I think he'll be there on the bridle turning in. It's just uh, what else might have a couple of extra gears. But for me, certainly Tommy's Oscar shouldn't be underestimated. He's still a young horse. He's still only seven. And I think he could be a threat. Tiapu as well could be an interesting horse for Gordon Elliott. Is yet to face Honeysuckle and is uh, could be a worthy adversary. Appreciate it, not so sure. Respect him, but I just can't have him coming off that layoff. So, yeah, I'm taking on Honeysuckle. But uh, I suppose Izzy's going to put us back in our place and why we should be siding with Honeysuckle. Are you with Honeysuckle, Izzy? Of course, I'm with Honeysuckle. I just I don't see her being beat. I just think she's so fabulous. You know, you've you've got that partnership. It's Rachel Blackmore. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's been here, done that, and, you know, I think it's going to be two in a row. Um, I think there are obviously other horses that are in in here that, you know, do have a decent chance, but most of them on their day haven't been able to lay a glove on her. And, you know, obviously, like you say, the, the form of Henry de Bromhead hasn't been his best season, but then it, it wasn't his best season during Leopardstown, and that didn't stop Honeysuckle winning then either. So I think, you know, it's class, I think, I think her class will shine through and I just think that she's got the number of quite a few of these in here. I think the one, I think the one that really is the danger and, you know, and I really get what everyone's saying about the layoff, but appreciate it. We haven't seen for a year since, you know, he was impressive winning at Cheltenham. Um, he could come out here completely on song and blow her out of the water. Um, I think appreciate it could potentially be even a little bit overpriced. I think, you know, I do believe that Honeysuckle is a bit too short. Um, like you say, considering there are a few that she hasn't necessarily raced against in here, but the majority she has. Um, and I think, you know, the fact as well, the field has cut up in the way that it has. I think, I think a lot of people are running scared from her. She's just imperious. Okay, so strong words there from Izzy. She really likes Honeysuckle to get the job done, but she wouldn't rule out Appreciate. You have to respect Appreciate. It. Obviously, Willie Mullins uh, is no stranger to sending horses here fresh in the past. Quivega used to turn up here without a run. Also, as well, I think, uh, was it Penhill that won the stairs on his first 
first appearance for quite a long time. Yeah, you, you know, he, he's more than capable of doing it and it's definitely going to be an interesting spectacle. Okay, so that's the champion hurdle uh, wrapped up. We then move to the last race we're going to look at on uh, day one, which is the mayor's hurdle. And this looks very, very competitive. Tell me something, girl. Uh, again, in the honeysuckle colours, is your favourite. Um, she's 5-2. to two. We've got Constatista. Yet to be officially confirmed where she's going, but it could be here uh, as the betting has been uh, shown. Uh, there's been a lot of market support for her over the last couple of days, so uh, she could be heading here. Burning Victory, um, very progressive horse on the flat last season and has been in good form this season on her last start, especially beating... Queensbrook, we've got Royal Kahala, she could turn up here after her winning the Galmore, you've got Stormy Island, uh, Echoes in Rain, Mrs Milner, Heaven Help Us, Marie's Rock, Martello Sky even, many, many mares that are more than capable of turning up, but who did you like in this one, Izzy? Um, I actually liked, for once, um, not one of the favourites, but I'm aware that there's still a couple of double entries going on. Um, I quite like Echoes in Rain um, uh, for this particular one. Um, I just think that actually, you know, she, she's a good horse. And although um, I know she was at one point, they, they didn't know whether obviously she was going to go in the champion hurdle, I thought, herself. So I think that I just quite like the look of her. I think, you know, obviously you've got Willie Mullins in fantastic form. Um, I just think she could be a little bit of an under-the-radar um, runner here almost I think I'm just looking at current prices I mean out to about 13 to 1 I I can see at the minute and I, I quite like that price um, I know a couple of weeks ago on the pod um, I put up Marie's Rock um, so that was a much smaller field I don't quite know whether um, she's going to get on the same here um, and it is that little bit down in trip and I think that actually um she quite enjoyed that bit further last time um, against, you know, the likes of Indefatigable, Indefatigable and uh, Gatonic. But, um, yeah, so I think for me, definitely Echoes in Rain. Hmm. Interesting case there from Izzy. How about you, Liz? Who did you like in the Mare's Hurdle? I think there's a bit of telepathy going on between me and Izzy uh, because I've gone for Echo in Rain as well. So she's yet to win her three starts this season, but I think she'll find things a bit easier against her own sex. Um, she, yeah, she's she wasn't disgraced, albeit she was well held when she was uh, seven lengths third to Honeysuckle in the Irish Champion Hurdle in February. Um, but yeah, I mean, Willie Mullins has won nine of the last fourteen renewals of this. So, um, I, yeah, I think Echo in Rain, like like Izzy. Yeah, he's definitely got a strong squad. The only question mark for me with Echoes and Range, she's not been to Cheltenham, and plus she's untested at this trip, so maybe that is something she's got to prove. But on on a on a day, she's definitely a very classy mare. I just thought you could make so many caters for a few of these. I thought Interfatable could maybe bounce back to form and run a big race at a price. Martello Sky. I think she's really hard uh, not to uh, knock off the short list, and even Queensbrook. You know, she probably would be my main fancy. She finished third here in the champion bumper behind Fernie Hollow. Um, you know, that was a good Cheltenham bumper uh, as well, champion bumper as well. There's 
quite a few high class horses came up for that. I think she's uh, she probably went slightly further than the two and a half miles. And I just think with so much uh, pace up front, it could just turn into horses that might just want a bit of stamina. And I would just give the nod to to Queensbrook, but you can make so cases for so many so yeah uh izzy and liz like echoes and rain and i'd like queen's brook so that's the four main races we've looked at before we sign off uh is there anything else from any of the team uh anything you fancy in any of the handicaps national hunt chase i'll come to you izzy is there anything you fancy um to be honest with you i'm still just kind of waiting for the fields to go down a little bit because i'm i don't want to um I don't want to nail my colours to the post just yet, if I'm honest. So I'm going to hold off on um, anything else on day one. Okay, so uh, Izzy's keeping her powder dry. How about you, Liz? Is there anything uh, for the listeners that they might want to know about in handicaps or anything? Uh, no, no, same as Izzy, really. Probably waiting for the um, for the fields to come down. So nothing for me either. Oh, fair enough. No, just keeping it plain and safe until we know the full decks. I'll just give a couple for you. I quite liked Fantasticas in the Ultima. I thought he had a good chance. Maybe Carrot Rambler as well. I don't fancy does he know. Uh, in the Boodles, I quite like the tie turns. I think um, his um, race last time was very eye-catching when he got an eye-catching ride from... Um, from Dennis O'Regan out the back, you know, buying Tiapu, Quilixi lost, that's good form. I, I think he, he could be a major playoff, 137. I'm, I'm not convinced about this Gaelic Warrior. I want to take him on. And in the National Hunt chase, um, I quite like the chances of Run Wild Fred. Yes, it's been well documented that he doesn't win very often, but I just think this has been the plan for him all season long. Gordon Elliott does well in this race. Can't have stat there. He jumps like a pool table. And uh, I'd rather side with Run Wild Fred. So, yeah, that's my thoughts away from the main races we've just covered. So, uh, thanks for um, Liz and Izzy giving up their time and hopefully we've uh, given you some winners on the opening date of the Cheltenham Festival. Before we sign off, just a reminder as well to uh, follow us on all our podcast platforms. We're available on Spotify, uh, iTunes and SoundCloud. And also as well, you can follow us on the socials. We're on Twitter at In The Saddle Pod and also as well on Instagram at In, at in The Saddle Global. So please game responsibly. Hopefully we've given you some winners for the first day of the Cheltenham Festival and we'll be seeing you again soon. 